Moncrief on News Talk. Now, uh, here's a fun fact. You can't register a Facebook account in the name James Bond, even if that is your actual name. That's just how recognisable it is. Nonetheless, whether by accident or design, there are Bonds out there who named their children James. And you'd wonder what effect this uh, had had upon their lives. So too did the director Matthew Bauer, who set out to find as many of them as he could. The result is his documentary, The Other Fellow. Matthew, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. How's it going? Uh, how did you How did you find them then? Well, I, as you just said, um, you actually can't join Facebook as James Bond. In fact, it really annoys them because when you do, it asks you if you're trying to make a James Bond fan page. Um, and so, what real men named James do Bond do on Facebook is they're called Bond James or JB Bond or something like that. So, if you see someone who's called that, you'd be pretty sure they're a real James Bond because they couldn't sign up with their real name. Ah, right. Okay. And and for people with the actual name James Bond, uh, and you, you seem to have talked to many, many people with this name, <laughs> setting up a bank account, you know, how difficult is that for them? The hardest thing for them is, as with the Facebook thing, is that people always think they're being fraudulent. You know what I mean? We often don't think about all those times during our day when we have to hand our name over, you know, not just like on online forms, but to actual people. And of course, whether it's, you know, they're, they're meeting someone for the first time or, you know, even asking someone for a date on Tinder or something like that. As soon as they say their name is James Bond, people think they're lying. And yes, I guess that also happens at the bank. Yeah. And, and w- w- so would many of them have to kind of go around with a, a passport with them at all time to prove they're not joking? Well, actually, even more seriously, they must carry ID with them at all times because, you know, every few years we all have an encounter with the police, you know, whether we're guilty or not. And, of course, they ask you for identification. Now, if you do not have identification, the next thing they'll ask is your name. Now, if you respond that your name is James Bond, you end up getting arrested because, of course, they think you're taking the piss out of them. Mm. Um, And one of our characters in Indiana um, who's an African-American. Um, ended up in prison for 60 days because of this, because they said even though in the end it was proved his name was James Bond, they said he was still antagonising the police officer, would you believe? <laughs> and he was the guy, was he the guy also accused of, of murdering someone? Yes, I mean, it wasn't very funny for him, Sean. No. Um, yeah, yes, he was also accused of murder, and whether he's guilty or innocent, you know, we're not a true crime doc. But what was interesting, of course, he ends up on the front cover of every newspaper, uh, you know, it's the top story on the news, you know, in an area where, frankly, there are quite a lot of gangland shootings um, and it normally wouldn't get this much attention. Um, and our film also follows another man who's a white man who lives in the same town whose name is also James Bond. And the fallout that, of course, happens on him when it goes across the airways. James Bond is charged with murder. Mm-hmm. But it was another James Bond. Yes, it was another James Bond, um, yes. But until they released the mugshot photo, of course, people didn't know this. And how did that affect his life? But for the other James Bond, well, it made it very difficult. He actually works with disabled children. Um, and so he was getting calls at his work from all the customers, um, you know, worried that, you know, James Bond was working with their child that day, um, e.g. the one who was wanted for murder. Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's absolutely desperate. Wouldn't it, it be gets complicated. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, and did you meet many people who, who changed their name? Yeah, I mean, we funnily enough met some people who changed their name to James Bond, would huh. you believe? Um, but yes, but we also found one here in London. Um, and you'd think it would be, you know, I tried to have sort of homosexual and black James Bond and that kind of thing because they're meant to be different to James Bond. 
actually they find it easier because they've got a point of difference. The person who found it hardest was our London James Bond, who was a you know straight white handsome, you know, well-spoken 40-year-old Englishman who lives in London. Now, he found it the hardest of all, because you can imagine living like that in the middle of London, which is the epicenter of James Bond. Mm. He had jokes 24-7, so much so that actually when he got married, he took his wife's name rather than the other way around as a way to get out of this. Crikey. You can imagine it's blinking relentless. And and I, I assume some of these relentless. people may have gone by. And do their parents call them James because they're unaware of, of you know, the books or the, or the film franchise or for some other reason? Yeah, I mean, look, one of my characters who was born in 1969 says that sequel was a very new concept in those days. You know, like this is the 70th anniversary of James Bond this year. You know, people just didn't think back in the day that this would go um, for so long. And then kind of in the film, the ones who name their child these days, there tends to often be some kind of a good reason for it. Um, but you, you'll have to watch the film to find out. Yes. OK. Yeah. Because often, you know, families have, have reasons uh, for doing those things. Uh, oddly enough, yeah. one, one of the James Bonds you found is a wheelchair. Trump is a wheelchair salesman. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen a wheelchair salesman uh, depicted in film before. Yes, well, that, that, that's just the one I mentioned earlier. He oh. works with our uh, disabled children. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Yes, but yes, he's, all, he's, he's also a gun nut, you know, MAGA hat wearing Trump supporter. Um, you know, what was nice, and obviously he was very different to the James Bonds who'd been arrested for murder in some ways. Um, and we actually got them on film to meet for the first time. And of course, these you couldn't have two more different human beings, but they were able to bond, no pun intended, <laughs> over this joint experience they share. And I think that was very common for all my characters. Mm. When, you were, when you were plotting out the film and you had chosen all your James Bond, did you, James, James Bonds, did you come up with some sort of code system to know which James Bond was which? You know, kind of like Georgia James Bond or, you know, that kind of thing. When you get to the B section in the contacts list on my phone, um, you, can imagine, <laughs> you, you can imagine what it's like, Sean. Yes, I would call, I would call them by their location. Um, you know, so James Bond, Sweden, mm. um, all of that kind of thing. But then often there were many of them. So in, in Texas, we actually have four. We have a family of four James Bonds, would you believe? All of the male members of the family are called James Bond. So then I would have to have James Bond, Texas 1, James Bond, Texas 2, James Bond, Texas 3. And then, of course, remember which one of those is which. Crikey. Also, you, should, you should see how you should see what it's like for our editors and our, our tech guys on this film. I'm having to explain this all the time. We've we've got some quite funny nicknames in the office, which we won't share here. Yes, uh, kind of had a suspicion that would be there. There was a, there was also the, uh, uh, was this chap in New York, a theatre director, who seemed kind of outraged by the fact that he was still called James Bond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we chose him because he's gay. Frankly, you know what I mean. We wanted obviously to know what it was like for a homosexual mm. James Bond. Um, and he really fights against it because, of course, he obviously always gets the like, oh, you're you're a womanizer and all of that kind of thing. But then everyone then obviously is also like, guess what? He's the gay James Bond. He's the gay James Bond. And he's like, I don't want to be the gay James Bond. I don't want Do you know what I mean. He just wants to be himself. Mm. But, but, but he can't be. The world will not let him when you have this name, especially somewhere like London or New York, where there's a lot of sort of media awareness around you. The noise of this is even stronger. Yeah. Did, did any of the people that you interviewed admit that sometimes it can be an advantage? At least people won't forget your name. 
Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, obviously, many of them contribute the loss of their virginity to somehow <laughs> being related. Uh, that one says, you know, when you're a teenage boy and you're incredibly awkward, you have a pickup line to use at a party. Yeah. Um, you know, which, which is great. But another one said, actually, it means you get people that you would never want to date wanting to date you. Um, you know, just so they can say my boyfriend or my fiance or <laughs> James I used to Bond. call me James Bond. Yeah, absolutely. Now, th- tell us about the chap, though, who changed his name to James Bond because of his father. Yeah, so in Sweden, we found a man um, who was actually not just changed his name to James Bond, but changed himself into James Bond. And that's because his father was, was a Nazi, like, like a Nazi Nazi in Germany. Yeah. Um, and he escaped to Sweden after the war and then had his son, who at the time was known as Gunnar Schaefer. Um, and then the father went back to Germany 10 years later and never came back to Sweden. He just vanished. Um, and so he was left fatherless. And then he started reading the Ian Fleming James Bond books and was kind of like, oh, this is almost like a good version of my father, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like another kind of a spy or kind of war hero. Mm. Um, and he started to see James Bond as a father figure and slowly throughout his life started buying James Bond suits, James Bond's watches, James Bond's Bollinger, eventually James Bond's Aston Martin, his hovercraft, his plane and his helicopter. Uh, and then eventually in 2007, EG 2007, because he sees himself as the second James Bond. Um, this makes sense if you see the film. Well, it doesn't really, but it makes sense if you know James. Yes. Uh, he finally changed his name to James Bond. Um, yes, so he... He travels the world. He's out there somewhere in the world on a mission right now, uh, living life as James Bond. Right. And and is that how he makes a living somehow? No, he sells used car parts. Okay. All right. Well, we all, we all have to have a day job. <laughs> You've got to pay for this. You've got to pay for this somehow, Sean. Being Absolutely. James Bond is very expensive. And yeah. sometimes the boring jobs are the ones that pay the most money, as I'm yeah. sure we're both aware. That, that, it's a fascinating subject, Matthew. Congratulations. It, it, it is called uh, The the Other Fellow. Uh, you can see it, it's in cinemas, I think, but it's also going to be on, on, is it on Amazon already? Yeah, I think it's in cinemas in, over here in London, but I don't think in Ireland. Um, but yes, it is on Amazon Prime, YouTube, Apple TV, Sky Store and Google Play in Ireland. OK, good stuff. Matthew, thanks very much for speaking with us today. Uh, Matthew uh, Bauer there. Uh, Kevin says there's a James Bond buried in St. Joseph's Cemetery in Cork. Says in the headstone that he died in Malta. Interesting. Johnny said, I had a friend in Belfast called Joe Smith. When the British Army stopped him for a police check, he said his name was Joe Smith and they beat him up for allegedly being smart with him. Lol, Belfast war banter, uh, says Johnny. Yeah, maybe that's one of those jokes that only really work in context. Uh, Someone else says, I know a guy called Boris Becker, different spelling, B-E-K-E-R, who got quite a disciplinary slap from the the police in Dubrovnik back in 98 because this one wasn't believing him. Uh, Someone else says, uh, what sound does James Bond's doorbell make? Dong, ding, dong. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who's really called John Smith. He has to give a false name when booking taxis or hotel rooms as the person on the other end of the phone thinks he's taken the piss. So either won't send a taxi or won't uh, do the hotel booking. And Paddy says, in my hometown of Lurgan, County Armagh, there's a family called Keegan. In the 80s, one of the boys was stopped by a British Army patrol and asked their names. Himself says, Kevin Keegan. The soldier replies, I'm John Wayne, jump in the wagon, son, and arrested him.
Happy days uh, in Northern Ireland. Funny how many of those things are related to Northern Ireland. The big problem with being named James Bond is that you have to worry about the Russians trying to kill you all the time, uh, says Patrick. Well, and, you know, various supervillains, not just uh, uh, Russians. Uh, And Sue on Twitter says uh, she remembers her first kiss. She was 13, nearly 14. He was 17. His name was Fitz. He was a sailor. It was love at first kiss. Three days later, he went back to sea. Oh, love and heartbreak all in within the space of three days. Now we are Moncrief weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.